amazing blessings. My name is Dr. Darlene Gomes, and I hope that this becomes a place where you can find the encouragement that you need directly from the giver of all good things. I'm glad you could join us as we look into God's Word and discover the amazing blessings He has laid out before us. Well, let's jump right back into our series on the Psalms in the life of David, where we're looking at the Psalms David wrote in conjunction with the events going on in David's life. We had started off with Psalm 9 because as the heading reads, it's according to Muthaleben, which there's a very good possibility that that is the actual term of a Chaldean tune, which referenced the defeat of Goliath. So there's a possibility that this psalm was written with David looking back at that event. And it was great to see how the beginning of this psalm, David clearly recalls that it was not at all him, but it was God. God was the one who did all of the action and had all of the power. And David could say nothing but, You, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And after giving all of that praise to the Lord, he continues in verse 7 by saying, But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice, and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the people with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name Put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. At this point in the psalm, David turns from an internal conversation to an external invitation. It's almost as if he looks at the people that are surrounding him, his people, and says in verse 11, Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the people his deeds. Sing and tell. That connection is so unique to a lot of beliefs that we have and actually revivals that the church has seen. When we get that true picture of who God is, and it truly becomes part of our mind and our soul, we have no choice but to sing praise and to tell it among the people. David follows that pattern and then continues with, for he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. 
And then David turns again to a more personal edge of it, saying in verse 13, Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death. It's, it's almost like David says, you don't forget the cry of the afflicted and that, that's me. You promise to remember me because I'm one of the afflicted. I've been in the battle. And he asks only that God do two things. Be gracious and see me. He doesn't ask specifically how God is going to redeem him, how God is going to fix this situation. He trusts fully on God's graciousness and God's ability. Be gracious and see my affliction, knowing that everything else falls from God's gracious eye being upon him. He will lift us up. It's in his nature to do that because he is a good and gracious God. And then David goes to the next step of basically explaining to God why God should do that for him. And he says in verse 14, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughters of Zion, I may rejoice in your salvation. David says, God, I need your salvation. I need you to rescue me. Not because just I need it, because I need to be able to praise you that I may recount all of your praises that I may rejoice in your salvation now interestingly with that rejoice in your salvation where that takes place he says in the gates of the daughters of Zion the daughters of Zion is usually a term that refers to the Jewish people. And specifically, it often references the loving and caring relationship between the Lord and his people. So what David is actually saying is, I want to be able to tell of your greatness to recount your praise, to rejoice in your deeds, your salvation in front of the people who you so lovingly care for. I have to tell you, back to the reference of last week and my word nerdness, I realized that so far in the first 14 verses of this chapter. These are the first two things that David says he does or will do. And that is, I may recount all of your praises 
and I may rejoice in your salvation. There is nothing else that David had to do or did. Again, it was all God. And I want you to be reminded that we talked last week about what giants are you facing that you need salvation from. And with that, I want you to realize that if you're not facing a giant right at this moment, what have you faced? In either situation, either you're looking at a giant in the eye or you've seen that giant face to face. Regardless of where you are, the looking backwards to look ahead is so crucial. We know who God is. We know his heart. We know his gracious, loving eyes are upon us. And we can trust him. We can look back to see all he's done in the past. And then with confidence, we can say that I may recount all your praises for the future yet to come. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to sign up for your weekly dose of amazing blessings, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to share the blessings with others, you can do so through the podcast or through the newsletter. You can follow me at Amazing Blessings on Instagram. And you can sign up for the Amazing Blessings newsletter at darlingomes.substack.com. Thank you for joining us and have an amazing week.